Time for us to do our weekly check-in now with Reggie Giacchini, our global Washington correspondent, because there's been so much news that's been happening down in the United States this week, and we want to find out all about it. Hi, Reggie. Good morning. Okay, what are we going to start with? There's, I feel like this list is so long today, but I think we should probably start with former President Donald Trump because this drumbeat seems to be getting louder about potential criminal charges. What is this? Yeah, absolutely. And look, there are a number of investigations that are still circling around the former president. Some of them have been in the headlines as of late, and that has to do with the issues to overturn the election and what's happening with uh, the attorneys in Georgia. This one goes all the way back to 2016, and it involves Stephanie Clifford, who more people would know by the name of Stormy Daniels and the hush money payment that was made via Donald Trump through uh, Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels. Well, the Manhattan District attorney is now saying that he has invited Donald Trump to testify before a grand jury, which means that an indictment could potentially be coming. It's kind of an uphill climb still. It's 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 you know, there's no testing here to show whether or not this is going to be successful. But it does show that, you know, even stuff from the past is now coming back to haunt Donald Trump as he tries to kind of reinvigorate his political future. Oh, boy. Okay, so they're not saying it's imminent, right? They're just saying it could be coming. It could be coming. The invitation to uh, to address or to speak before a grand jury is kind of a nicety that's offered to somebody uh, to let them know that these charges are coming. Donald Trump likely is not going to take this offer. He was on his social media ranting about this, calling it a witch hunt. Uh, again, you know, equating this to the Russia investigation and, and anything having to do with something that's coming after him. Uh, that doesn't mean that indictment won't come. It just means that it's not happening right now. But again, this has been a slow walk investigation that's gone on for years. And now that this is here, this could be a simply wait and wait and see kind of moment. Okay, so from the former president to the current president who is coming to Canada for a visit. And, you know, Reggie, when I looked this up, I thought back in the day, it was the first trip a U.S. president usually made when taking office was to Canada But this is the first trip that U.S. President Biden has made to Canada. Absolutely, it is. Uh, The last time he was in Canada, uh, he was the vice president under the Obama administration. And you're right, every president since Ronald Reagan has made Canada the first or second trip uh, when it comes to a foreign destination. The obvious exception here is Donald Trump, who only showed up in Canada during the G20 summit back in 2018 and ultimately left in a bit of a huff uh, while criticizing uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, But at the end of the day. This is a big uh, trip for Biden and for Trudeau. Both of them have a very cordial relationship with each other, but there are issues of kind of mutual interest that the two need to to discuss. Border security, um, defense cooperation when it comes to Ukraine and and issues uh, having to do with Russia. There are issues where both are not on the same page, and some of that has to do with security in Haiti. But ultimately, this is going to be a big deal because they only meet the two of them on the foreign stage, whether it's in Europe or the last time was in Mexico, the fact that Biden is now coming, well, it's very late into the presidency, yeah. is going to be a huge uh, uh, kind of um, interest for Canadians. It really is for Canadians because I was surprised. I thought, boy, it used to be back in the day. Does that indicate anything, do you think, about the relationship between the two countries? I just think that it has to do with, with the scheduling around the president. Look, when he came in, COVID was still a thing. Foreign travel wasn't right. uh, really happening. And then there were some big in- 
incidents that happened overseas that required the president to be there. You know, I don't think that it's a snub to Canada. I think sometimes Canadians kind of we think of ourselves as being so close to the U.S. that we might, you know, we're, we're thought about pretty often. But that's not always the case. Sometimes there are more pressing matters. Ultimately, the trip, it's been scheduled for months. It's been discussed for weeks. It's finally happening now. This is going to be a key moment for Ottawa and Washington to kind of iron out any wrinkles that may have existed from the beginning of this administration and through the majority of the last administration. Right. Okay. So that's coming at the end of this month, a couple of weeks from now. Uh, In the meantime, one of the other stories that I'm fascinated with reading, Reggie, and I guess this is a good warning for anybody. Don't write personal stuff on work email because you never know what court case it's going to come out with because we're certainly seeing that with Fox News. I mean, yes, uh, the Fox News January 6th uh, Dominion investigation, uh, this is big and this is consuming and this could have a multi-billion dollar impact on the bottom line for Fox News. Ultimately, what we've now found out is uh, Tucker Carlson, a primetime host with Fox News, not only saying you know that he didn't really believe and buy into any of this election nonsense, but that he also said that he hated Donald Trump. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, he's kind of come out to, to play nice and say nice things about the former president. But realistically, Fox News has found itself in a really damaging situation backed into a corner. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that Tucker Carlson is now trying to kind of repaint history and portray the January 6th riots as something, you know, a little bit more than a couple of people walking around uh, taking a tour of the Capitol. Senate Republicans are not happy with this. A lot of House Republicans aren't happy with this. The police aren't happy with this. Uh, you know, and it's it's unclear what the end game is here for Fox. Yeah, but this is going to be a really closely watched one. Is that getting a lot of attention? Obviously not on Fox, but everybody else seems to be talking about it. It's getting huge attention uh, on most of the major networks, and Fox News is actually trying to ignore talking about the news that Fox News is talking about uh, in the evening. You know, this is going to potentially be damaging to their ratings uh, in the evening. There have been rumblings about potential job changes or exits that could come with some of their primetime hosts. Obviously, none of that is confirmed. But again, this is what happens. And we talked to experts about this this week. uh, When you have opinion that is no longer opinion, it's just simply a revision of history uh, that's starting to bleed into their own news programming. At what point does Fox News no longer become Fox News? Right. Okay, that's a close one. And I do find it hard to believe that in this case and in others, like with this Jenna Ellis situation, that they're still talking about an election that happened, uh, you know, more than two years ago, two and a half years ago now. Considering that we are a year and a bit away from the 2024 election, Jenna Ellis, you know, finding herself censored uh, for the information, uh, the misinformation, the blatant lies that she was spewing in the time leading up to and after the 2020 election, uh, it was found that, you know, she was using her professional capacity to uh, to essentially espouse lies about 2020. It shows that there is um, a potential fallout here for anyone who kind of bought into that um, bogus claim of, of election fraud. And she was kind of putting that out there front and center. Now, it is worth saying that while she did kind of get wrapped on the knuckles for this, she is still doing what she can to placate Donald Trump just yesterday, kind of making fun of Mitch McConnell for the health issues that he suffered over the last couple of days. He's now in hospital with a concussion. She was on Twitter making fun of Mitch McConnell as a way to kind of keep herself in the good grace with the Republican base and the Republican leader. Okay. And is she like, what is her position these days? 
Well, I mean, she's still a lawyer. She still has. Uh, uh, she still. She wasn't disbarred because of this. So she still is um, yeah. a practicing attorney in the country. The problem is, is that her past is now going to forever haunt her future. She was the one standing on stage with people like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell when they were talking about these nonsensical kraken dealing with 2020 election issues that didn't exist. That is what's now going to follow her going forward. Oh boy. Okay. And on a final note here, I want to ask you about the number of mass shootings because I really not all of them get publicized anymore because it's sad about that is that there's so many of them but boy this has been a bad year for them there have been a hundred 100 mass shootings in the united states uh through the beginning of this month that outpaces uh where things were in uh 2022 it outpaces where things were in 2021 because it wasn't until later in march that the united states hit that 100 mark the numbers get even bigger though simi 7537 people have died as a result of some form of gun violence in this country so far this year because there are a lot of shootings that may target one person, they may be self-inflicted. This is a growing problem in this country. The NRA is still standing in the way of trying to get gun legislation passed beyond what was passed in the Biden administration last year. It happens every day. It happens so regularly. You're right. It doesn't get talked about enough. There are people that are trying to change that. But until they can change that, these numbers simply only go up. Yeah, they certainly do. Now up to 102. It's crazy. Reggie, thank you so much for this. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.